0: Okay everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real My name is Michael E. the II, and with me, as always, is...
1: is Matthew Kirstie Haas. That is a beautiful name. It is. Actually, it's interesting, Kirsty, Kirstie, her last name's Alan, right? Yeah. Kirstie, well, my oh, middle name a- is No, it's, it's
0: actually, no, it's Allie.
1: Okay, well, yeah. my middle name is
0: Alan, so okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I agree with you. I meant to not agree with you, but I t- <laughs>
1: <laughs> I shouldn't say my full name on there. God, okay. Uh, so, um, also, his address
0: is um, no, Yes, yeah, here's my social security number and my bank routing number. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> his mother's maiden name is um, No. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is my first pet. It's my favorite high school teacher of uh,
0: <laughs> His first car was a um no <laughs> <laughs> I love that on um on Facebook when they have those things that are like, you know, um what are your uh, you know, what was the what was your f- your your favorite cartoon character growing up? And you're <laughs> like, I'm not going to answer that because <laughs> that may or may not be one of my passwords. You know, it is, not, I but you know what I mean? I'm just saying <laughs> It's so stupid, you know. It's like, yeah, because they'll, they'll they'll have those surveys on on Facebook that I think are just basically there as a phishing scam to try to get your oh, passwords. Yeah. Um, and then you, and then all of a sudden, you've got like everybody on your timeline has filled them out, and you're just like, okay. <laughs> I thought my friends were smarter than this. Um,
1: <laughs> well, it's like it's like the people who post that little. Well, They don't really do it that much anymore. But when they post that. They like Facebook privacy. Like you're not allowed to. I'm like, oh yeah, Facebook is really gonna take you. Like oh man, like they they posted a status
0: update. Oh our hands are tied now. I'm like no, like they're a multi-billion-dollar company. Like that's uh, that, that that's just as legally binding as if you post a video on YouTube and right before the video you say no copyright infringement and in, in, you know. Um, meant or whatever people put up there yeah. all the time, and then they and then they play a Beatles song throughout their video. And you're exactly. like, yeah, you're not going to be legally allowed to do this, people. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anyways, <laughs> so today on the show, we are covering the short-lived uh, sitcom Kirsty, um, the pilot for that on our pilot error review series here. Um, Kirstie was a television sitcom starring Kirstie Alley, known for Cheers and Veronica's Closet, um, that aired on TV Land from December 4th of 2013 until February 26th of 2014. And then TV Land canceled the show on July 29th, 2014. So, yes. There were 12 episodes. Good times. Good times. Yep. Well, actually, good times lasted a lot longer than this show. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Dynamite. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, <clears throat> this show stars... Kirstie Alley as Madison Maddie Banks, um, who is a Broadway star, Eric Peterson as Arlo Barth, Maddie's biological son, Rhea Perlman as Thelma Katz, Maddie's personal secretary, and Michael Richards as Frank Baxter, Maddie's driver. So, um, yep. Yep. Decent cast of has-beens and, uh, future B. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Because I, um, Eric Peterson is currently on the TV show Kevin Can Fuck Himself, um, (laughs) on AMC, which I watched the pilot of and it was pretty good, so. There's hope for this guy. (laughs) Um, the show was, uh, the pilot, that is, was, uh, directed by Andy Cadiff and written by Marco Panette, or Panetti, I don't know, it's P-E-N-N-E-T-T-E, so, Hmm. yeah. Okay, so what do we got going on in this episode here, Matt?
1: Um, you know, it kind of opens up with like, uh, Kirstie's character, I think finishing up, uh, maybe one of her plays or something. And, you know, she's got all these people like wanting autographs and just, you know, all these accolades, you know, because she's like a famous theater actress or whatever. And then, uh, her driver's really not there to so pick her up yet because he's apparently doing something else. And
0: he's uh, Michael Richard. Yeah, he's he's taking um, tourists around New York City while he's waiting to pick up Kirstie Alley's character.
1: That's right. Yeah, because yes. he's trying to make extra money, yeah. and he's doing some you know Kramer-esque things of like you know shaking his body and dropping yeah. a sandwich, or whatever he's but, doing. Like, but okay. he
0: he wasn't quite as much of Kramer in this as he was in the Michael Richards show
1: exactly i was yeah i i i made a note of that too earlier like he's got a little bit of like the body shakes here and there but it's not personality wise not um not so much um so yeah he picks her up or whatever and she you know they had this little gag where he's like oh i'm just gonna go swing by the you know some world famous deli or whatever and then she's like get back here and he's like well maybe pick me up uh pastrami or i don't know what she said something yeah. like that so he takes her back to her apartment or whatever and uh, you know she's talking to her um her i don't know agent or something real real perlman's character i forgot well, but, um, that's her
0: personal secretary
1: that's sorry, personal and then uh you know they get knock on the door and then it's that you know this guy shows up and it's um you know, it turns out that it's, you know, her biological son. And, you know, at first they're like, you know, don't know if it's like some scam artist, or, you know, whoever. And then, uh, you know, eventually, you know, she, well, because they had this whole thing where, you know, apparently he had a very specific birthmark. So they like, made him take his pants down. I, I, I do want to
0: point out that the show she's in on Broadway is called Worst Case Scenario. And I just want to point out that I don't know if they saw the irony in that. <laughs> well,
1: it could have been like a, you know, a little thing, like a joke or maybe like a...
0: I'm just saying that this show is the worst case scenario. Um, oh, and, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying that her having a son was the worst case scenario. Like, that's pretty mean. No, no, that's not but, what uh, I'm
1: saying. I'm saying that the show <laughs> itself... It's yeah it's one of those this is why it's hard to talk about because i, I made a note of this too so like occasionally we'd, we'll review a show that's not terrible but not good so that it's hard to talk about because with something so bad it's easy to make fun of right you know yeah. but like when you got a show that's just bland it's like how how can you really it's a it's a worst okay case scenario, scenario? It is a worst case scenario, that's what <laughs> yes. it is Because I'm sitting there watching it Like on um, last Sunday And I, I'm like Oh that was kind of funny I guess But then it's like, like a little chuckle It's not like oh Okay that was alright I, it, I mean it's
0: I mean I'll go into it more in my review at the end where probably I feel mm-hmm. but it, it's kind of one of those things That you could have on in the background And not kill yourself For having on in the background
2: Right. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, you would never. Like but you would never way.
0: like look up from your telephone if you're scrolling your texts or something, and you know, you know, if yeah, you're, if you're exactly. reading your emails or something, you're not going to, you know, get surprised and be like, "Oh, I wonder what Kirsty's doing." No. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. Um, her her co-star in the show in the in the in the in the Broadway show she was in worst case scenario here um, is uh, played by Christopher McDonald. Who um, it's recently been announced is going to be in um, the uh, is it us uh, the the secret wars or something like that the um, the new Marvel show that's coming out soon. So awesome! Yeah, and he also you know he played uh, Shooter McGavin in um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yep. <laughs> so there we go. He was in this too. So <laughs> yeah.
1: He, yeah, he was like the basically like the male counterpart. Like as conceited as, as yeah, a like pompous you know, asshole.
0: Basically, too. Like, yeah,
1: they're all they're all cheering and they both say, "Oh, they're they're cheering for me," you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I know that he shows him his birthmark because they made him take his pants down, which is weird. And then because uh, like you just you know you meet. You meet your biological mother for the first time, and she already
0: makes you take your pants down. It's kind of weird. Okay, and then um,
1: But yeah, the true.
0: And, and when they're when they're at this place, it, it appears okay. You got you got you got Thelma, that's uh Rhea Perlman's character. You've got this driver with a shady past, Frank, played by Michael <laughs> Richards. Um, and then you have a really good-looking chef played by uh, um, Giles Um Marini. Um, and it's one of those situations in a show where the supporting characters seem to have no lives of their own <laughs> that don't involve the main character. You know what I mean? Like, it's like yeah, no, I do. Yeah, because like... it's you know, in, in some shows you can tell like, well, you know, somebody has a family outside of the storyline, or somebody you know. Because honestly, if if anything, any, any good movie or sitcom or play or book or anything like that, every character should be the star of their own movie. In mm-hmm. their mind, you know what I mean. Like if, if if even if you're playing the third guy from the left in the background, you should be able to just stop following the main actor and then go and follow that guy. yeah and and he would actually have a life it might not be as interesting as the (laughs) but (laughs) but as an like as a as an actor myself i would always try to come up with a backstory even from like the one line i had in a play or something like that to try to figure out why this guy is on stage at this point you know and you know try to know in my mind what he was doing before he walked on stage and what he's doing after he walks off stage you know, like, I, I played a cab driver who was kind of a, you know, bigger part in a, in a play called Funny Money um, when I was younger, but uh, I knew in my mind that he had a family, and in my mind, he had a young a young baby son at home. Wasn't <laughs> in the script at all, but I had that in my head, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes yeah. sense, because if your character,
1: you <clears throat> know, is throat> dev, then you... Yeah, I mean you don't have to tell anyone about it, but you're thinking yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. That's what. I, that's why I always forget his name. Um, uh, I think his name was something Bigley Junior or something like oh, that.
0: Ed, Ed Bigley Junior.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they were doing the Mighty A Mighty Wind, he was just like his method was just like <clears throat> he would just read like random books about stuff like that didn't even have anything to do like with his character.
0: Yeah. But
1: like. Like, for example, like, he was, like, at one point was, like, just reading about, like, the history of plumbing, like, indoor plumbing that had nothing to do with, like, his actual character, like, at least, like, on the outside, but, like, inwardly, because, like, that character was, like, really weird and stuff like that, so, like, it just kind of, in his mind, made sense to, like, study that kind of stuff, you know? Like, there's just weird things about people, like, Mm -hmm. where whatever, like... Gets your creativity flowing, like just how your brain works. Like, you know, I need to study but, this even though my but, character really isn't about this, like
0: But here in this show, I get the feeling that when Michael Richards walks off the set, he disappears. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like his character just doesn't exist. The chef. Dude. The chef just walks into the walks into the kitchen and he's just waiting there for his next line. You know what I mean? It's just...
1: I mean, like, with Fresh Prince and stuff, even, like, um, you know, um, what's his name? Butler? Is it Jeffrey? Um, Jeffrey, yeah. Yeah. he, He, you know, he at least, like... I mean, yeah, they didn't really show him doing much after work or whatever, but, like, he specifically had like he was off the clock at eight pm and he didn't have to do anything after that like he would go to his room or whatever and he you was- still you
0: still felt like you you didn't know what he was doing but you felt like okay maybe he's going in his room and he's watching you know a a rerun of mash in his in his room or something you know what I mean you felt like maybe he was going right. off to do something you know you didn't think that he just walked off walked out of the banks's house or into his room or whatever he was doing and he just stopped being, you know. You felt like he was doing something in another room, yeah. But like, but like this yeah, chef exactly. walks into the kitchen, and you just feel like he's just standing there waiting for him his next cue, because it's so badly written. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep It's basically a phone, yep. and, and they're phoned in performances because of that. So, anyways, um, <laughs> I guess we're going. In, we went into a little bit of a review there, but still. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so so they they basically find out, um, you know, through this birthmark, because they had to take his pants down and shit, um, <laughs> that Arlo, who is the the son, um, is a this dorky guy who's a civil war reenactment reenactor. <laughs> um, yeah, they realize he he isn't after money; he's just after a relationship with his mother. And he wants to get to know her better, and so she uh, she's like you know conflicted by this thing and doesn't really want to. So she basically gives him her autobiography <laughs> to read, so she can learn about him. Learn about her, I mean. <laughs> so so he can learn wow. about her, I mean. Not she can learn about him, but the other way. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. yeah um, and he also he works at a donut shop, and you know she ah. just can't understand that. What was the name of it? It Was like a really weird, weird name. Um, oh shoot! Oh, something. It was some kind of pun. Um, yeah. Oh well. Uh, so it's so memorable that I totally forgot it. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh well. Uh, I know that they they, like, they thought it was like a club or like or something like that. Um,
0: oh well yeah it doesn't matter (laughs) so um do you want to take a quick break here matt and we'll come back and talk about the rest of this episode yeah sure okay we'll be right back
2: what is gen x what is the silent generation what do generations have in common
0: And we are back. So, Kirsty. Yep. The greatest sitcom ever to be on television with the name Kirsty. I'm hoping the only one that was ever on the air named Kirsty. Probably. Yes. <laughs> so, um... So Maddie, Kirsty's character <clears throat> She's got this uh Like attitude towards her son You know she doesn't want to have anything to do with him Because she put him up for adoption Because she was basically Not ready to have a kid Because her career was taking off And uh He's this, uh, you know... Civil War reenactor... Donut shop employee... Um... Yeah... (laughs) So, um... So, basically... She doesn't also... She also doesn't really want him around... Because her friends think she's 36... And he's twenty six, so do the math there. Um, <laughs> um So basically Frank also Frank her driver played by Michael Richards keeps insisting that he could just, you know, bump the kid off <laughs> to prevent any possible complications. <laughs> You know, like you do. Yeah. If I had a kid come to my door tomorrow, um I expect you, Matt, to offer to kill the kid, okay? Yeah, sure. You know, if you're a true friend, mm-hmm. that's what you'll do.
1: And then I'll I'll send a note to his parents saying, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Dad, I'm
0: I'm dead. Yes. That's what you do. <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> Great inside joke between the two of us that no one yep. else is gonna find funny, but we do. And that's <laughs> all that matters, Matt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Merry Christmas, <laughs> Mom and Dad. I'm dead. Um <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that's how you do it. Anyway, so yep. um So this is like I mean, it was on TV Land, <laughs> so it's got this whole like feel of an older sitcom, even though it's a modern sitcom. So <laughs> it doesn't really know what it wants to be. Um, so so Maddie has a later on has has like this party with a bunch of her Broadway, you know, friends and cast members and stuff like that there, and uh, Arlo shows up. And uh, she doesn't know how to react to this and tell people who it is, so she kind of like rushes him into the kitchen (laughs) with the the chef who's presumably just been sitting there since the last scene he was in. (laughs) Because I know nothing about him except for the fact that he's her chef. Yep. Yep. He
1: just lives in the kitchen, just waits for, yep. you know, his next line. It's like, oh, you want me to make you something? I've just been sitting in my chair taking a cat nap. Okay. Yep.
0: See, I don't even think he makes anything. I think somebody else makes it and gives it to him so he can serve it and pretend he made it. it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wait, that's probably what really happens because he's an actor, not a chef. <laughs> um, anyway, so... <laughs> right. I mean, my thing is, if you're going to do this... Why don't you just cast, like, Emeril Lagasse as the chef? Because <laughs> at, yeah, uh, be cool. at least then we know he's a real chef. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No offense to the actor, I'm just saying. The writing did him no favors. <laughs> he's right. probably a wonderful actor. <laughs> oh, God. This, <laughs> this show hurt my head, Matt. <laughs> um and not in a way that was like, oh, this is so bad it's hurting my head. It was more in a why the fuck am I watching this sort of way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watched it like 2 weeks ago and I'm already forgetting things. <laughs> um So I know they had they had this party. He's there and then he he reali- he basically realizes that she Doesn't want to have anything to do with him. So he goes back to his life, you know? At the donut shop and whatnot. And I'm assuming he has other things in his life, too, but they didn't really give me that either. Except for
1: the Civil War reenactment. That's about it.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I mean, there might be more development in the other 11 episodes that I'm not going to (laughs) watch. But, um... (laughs) Unless I get really desperate for something to watch on TV. <laughs> but in the age of streaming, I don't think that's going to happen, Matt. No. No. Got too much to go on, yeah. I'd rather just rewatch an episode of How I Met Your Mother or some other good sitcom. Yeah. You know. Um. Anyways, uh, so what happens next? Do you remember? <coughs> yeah, I do. Um, after...
1: Yeah, she basically makes him wear like one of the waitstaff uniforms to make it seem like he's a waiter instead of, you know, her son that came to the party. Yeah, he goes back to the donut shop or whatever. She finds out where he works and tries to apologize to him, but he's not, he's really not having it. And um, his, his coworkers, like, not really nice and is saying mean things about him, so then Maddie kind of gets protective then about that because the co-worker's just like, you know, being sarcastic, so then they get into some big fight where they're throwing donuts at each other. Well, I think Maddie threw a donut at, her, at his co-worker first. Again, I don't even know if this co-worker had a name or anything because they didn't really, you know.
0: The, the co-worker's yeah. name was was Maureen, and she uh, oh, okay. n- no, and 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 I'm just making this shit up, and and uh, she uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> she 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 lives with her mother, and hopes to one day own the donut shop, and okay. uh, yeah, and um, she really likes to watch Disney movies, um, specifically The Little Mermaid. That's her favorite, and <laughs> um, also um, on Tuesdays. She always likes to go to Saks Fifth Avenue and just window shop. She doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, buy anything. She just likes to look at the beautiful dresses that she hopes to one day own. See, this is something that they could have done with a character. Not saying it should have been this character, but I'm just saying you can create character development. Somehow, maybe, maybe you know, make this happen. I don't know how. Yep. It doesn't have to be on the screen either, but you know, just give me something that makes me feel like these people are real and not just mannequins or or like some kind of uh you know Chuck E. <clears throat> cheese animatronic that just comes on when I press a button and they fucking sing a song or whatever you know. <laughs> just saying.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, that would have been more entertaining if that had happened in the <laughs> show at one point, like a Civil War reenactment but made with animatronic people. That would have been kind of cool.
0: That would have been awesome. Like,
1: like, yeah, so they get into this big donut fight, you know, makes the whole floor mess, so then he's, like, got to clean it up or whatever, so he's pissed off about that, and then Maddie goes into some big speech or whatever about, you know, how she's sorry, blah, blah, blah. You know, that she wants to know him more. I think that's when to happened, and
0: then... We have our, I guess he goes... Yeah, we have our other conflict it? there where he doesn't want to make up with her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, because he's pissed off at her for... rejected him, like, two times in the past two days or whatever. And then, um... Then he goes back to her place or whatever, and then... Basically, she's going to make like a project out of them, mm-hmm. I guess, or something
0: like that. Which, again, that's, well, no, that's that, a great thing. That, that happens, I think that happens at the end. After, oh, um, okay. because, because I think that, uh, he, he gets invited to her play first, doesn't he?
1: Oh, yeah, that's right, and then, oh, yeah, that's where she makes a big speech. Yeah, she makes play. a big
0: speech, they're trying to, they're trying to lower the curtain on her and Christopher McDonald's characters, and, uh she does this big heartfelt speech to her son on stage and he keeps christopher mcdonald keeps trying to end the show basically and then um after that then in the dressing room is when she makes this like you know saying that she's gonna make the project and everything and then blah 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 frank comes in and says something stupid and then (laughs) i don't even remember but yeah and then eventually the credits roll
1: Yep, and that's the show, which I think is hilarious, right, so, you know, she finally, you know, wants to know her son, and then her first thing is, I don't like who you are, I'm going to turn you into a project,
0: oh, that's, that's, Yep. okay, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's probably what the rest of the season's about, is her trying to, her trying to yeah. make him into something better, and he, then eventually realizing, well, maybe he's just okay the way he is. Yep, yep. That's exactly
1: what's going to happen. I'm not going to watch it, but that's no. going to happen throughout the 12 episodes.
0: Maybe I'll watch the 12th episode just to see. Just to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like those people that'll read the first chapter and the last chapter of a novel just to, you know, find out that the butler did it or whatever. And um, yeah, exactly. yeah, the, yeah. So I don't know. I mean. I know it's quick, Matt, but do you want to take another break and then uh and then we'll wrap things up after the break about our feelings about this episode and maybe some uh, trivia and some reviews of the show. Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back, folks.
2: Need a new podcast to listen to? Well, why not check out The Super Podcast from the super network at supermarcy.com where we discuss films and pop culture and we do monthly fan-voted commentaries. We are available on all major podcasting platforms.
0: And like Arlo after 26 years, we are back.
1: (laughs) Oh, God, Matt. This episode felt like it was 26 years long. Yes.
0: I think I want to call my mom and tell her I love her.
1: That's nice.
0: Yeah. I don't know if this sitcom made me feel like that, but I just think I want to. Um, <laughs> thank her for not giving me up for adoption and becoming a, Bro- yeah. a Broadway star. <laughs> <laughs> God. Anyway, so um, <laughs> so basically, there's no real trivia about this thing except for Kirstie Alley's character. The only trivia they have is that Kirstie Alley's character crossed over into an episode of Hot in Cleveland on TV Land as well, which was a much longer running sitcom on TV Land. Yeah. Yes. So um, you want me to read some reviews here, Matt? Sure. Okay. Do you want a? Okay. Do you want a one out of ten, a nine out of ten, a three <laughs> out of ten? What do you want me to start with here, Matt? Start with the lower ones. Okay. Here's a one out of ten. <laughs> the headline is just Kirsty. Um, and this is by GVays. On December 9th of 2013. (laughs) I honestly don't know where they dug Kirstie up from because she's aged and should really climb back into the closet, which was a pun because she was on (laughs) Veronica's closet. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, (laughs) Her attempt at acting and humor is just awful. And the son, really, did they decide to get someone with absolutely no looks whatsoever to match the same skill set as Kirstie? Come on, after two episodes of this trollop, please just bench this series. It's really bad. Take some lessons from Mom, Trophy Wife, or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, fresh and different and funny, not Kirsty. Common people, we want to be entertained and made to laugh, not feel sorry for aged has Go back to the drawing board. No, wait. Just burn the drawing board. <laughs> okay. Well. Wow. Here is... Um, a 3 out of 10. Cancelled after one terrible season. This is by L. B Fine. On 3rd of August, 2014... I've watched most of the episodes and have not found anything funny in this over-the-top pathetic attempt to revive washed-up has-been actors' careers. I loved Cheers and Seinfeld and was intrigued by all these actors getting together to get us laughing, but that never happened. (laughs) Even the music was terrible, and the laugh track was just ridiculous. Who laughs and claps hysterically at these quote-unquote jokes not me (laughs) the decision to cancel it is the best decision they ever have made no star power or or quest stars like travolta or or guest stars they said quest but i think they meant guest (laughs) guest stars like travolta or griffin or jason alexander by the way that episode was cringeworthy could have could save the sinking ship there are plenty of terrible shows on TV already. One less won't make much of a difference, but at least it will not ruin my love for these actors in much better roles. They're all in their 60s. Maybe it's time to stop. Or maybe their agents should be fired. Wow, that was really... kind of harsh, even though I hated this show. But, um... <laughs> Here is a um, a 10 out of 10. You want to hear this? Sure. This is 10 out of 10. Ignore the haters. This was from January 15th of 2014 by Tiles... Oh. Tiles64. I don't know. Whatever. Um, this <laughs> show is excellent. The cast has really gelled, and their chemistry is awesome. I love Kirstie Alley's character and how she really is growing to love her son. Eric Peterson as Arlo could very well be the show's breakout star. Eric Peterson is a good actor as well as a nice singer. I especially love the episode that featured Cloris Leachman and Kathy Griffin. The... Christmas episode was very touching. Rhea Perlman and Michael Richards really add the perfect comedic touch to the series. I expect TV TV Land to renew this series. All of you haters really need to check yourselves.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. You know what's really sad, Matt? I've had more fun reading these reviews than I did watching the show. (laughs) Wow. And I just realized that as I read that last review.
1: It is kind of more entertaining when you have just, like, a synopsis than having to go through... Yeah.
0: So, Matt. Hmm. Question. Would you recommend this show to anyone?
1: No. Nope.
0: Nope. Not even an enemy?
1: No, well, maybe an enemy, but um, it's just bland. It's just there's nothing. Uh, like I said before, if something's really bad, it still gives you something to talk about, and it's entertaining because it's so bad. But like, I don't know, like shows like this, we've done a few like this where it's like, it's just like right in the middle. Like there's no, it's not hot or cold. It's just yeah, well, it's like, and hot. it's not, they, in, and it's not they, hot in Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, more cold in Cleveland. It's just, uh, you know, it uh, in Cleveland, and yeah, and I don't know. Shows like these don't really leave you with any. That's the thing, too. Like, no, like doesn't leave you with any emotion, any thought. It's just like, I don't, I don't get that kind of style of shows. I just don't. But um, apparently, some people think it's good. So,
0: well, I mean. Big Bang Theory was on the air for what nine or ten years.
1: Uh, more, it had twelve seasons. Yeah, um, and yeah, but even that still had better moments than this show did. So, I
0: guess, I guess. You know, I guess.
1: Well, because there's more. For one thing, it's more character. Well, they did because, like you said, they actually showed the characters had lives outside of
0: being together so you got to see that is true the first season or two weren't that bad um yeah i don't know why i have so much hate for that show um maybe 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 um i don't know i'm trying to think uh if uh, kirsty falls into a um two broke girls sort of realm It's worse than that, I think. Yeah, Um, that's what I'm thinking. But I do still think that Two Broke Girls somehow is the worst sitcom that's ever been on television. Oh, wow. Even if there are other shows that are worse. The, The problem I had with Two Broke Girls is their laugh track was louder than anything in the whole fucking world. Oh. Yeah. So, my other question, Matt, is... If you could hang out for one day with either Kirstie Alley, Michael Richards, or Rhea Perlman, which one of the three are you hanging out with? Uh, <clears throat> I, don't,
2: I
1: mean, I, I think Michael Richards is funnier, but I, he doesn't seem like he's that great of a person, so, um, <laughs> Probably Rhea Perlman.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking Rhea Perlman just because she's the least controversial of the three.
1: Yeah. And plus, (laughs) too, if if you (laughs) you hang out with her, you might also get to hang out with Danny DeVito. I I think
0: they're divorced now, but still. Oh, they are? Okay. But there is a chance, you know, you never know. Yeah. And plus, she's... Did I tell you about... No, No, go
1: ahead. Did I ever tell you about the dream I had when I was like in... And it was like the summer of, like, 7th grade going into 8th grade, <laughs> and I have no idea what brought on this dream. So, like, it was, like, one of those dreams where it was, like, in two parts, but the two parts didn't really have anything to do with each other. <clears throat> and yeah. and um, the first part was um, this black limousine pulled into my driveway, and, like, all these guys... Go-
0: Matt? Hello? Rolling.
1: Alright, well apparently Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito did not want me to tell that dream because the feed just went dead, right? As I mentioned the black limousine. Okay, so hopefully this will work now. So they kidnapped me, just like, you know, this guy in black suits and stuff like that. Apparently, I knew too much about some situations, so then take me into the car, there's, like, some, like, crime lord dude who's, like, the guy in charge of this kidnapping or whatever. And then they, um, they take me uh, to a jet, like, a private jet that this guy owns. And uh, they're, I guess, trying to take me to the Grand Canyon for some reason. I don't know. And then, um well, no, that's not what happened. So there was, like, a guy, you who know, I guess, who was, like, a U.S. Marshal, but he was, like, in on the whole scheme. And then he he like felt sorry for me, so he he let he gave me a parachute and just told me to jump out at, at like a certain time or whatever. So then they found <laughs> out about that and they they shot and killed him. Um, there was no blood though, because at that point in time I wasn't really watching violent movies. So like like a lot of the James Bond movies at that point, like the Pierce Brosnan, like people got shot, but you didn't really see a whole lot of blood. So like yeah, that's what happened. And then um and then my parachute basically took me to like the edge of, like, the Grand Canyon, like, that's as far as I got, and then somehow the black limousine was there again, like, even though we were on the jet, but whatever, this is dream logic, so they get out of the car, and, like, they, you know, the crime lord gives, like, his big speech or whatever, and then, like, they push me off the Grand Canyon, but I didn't die for some reason, I just ended up on the ground of my, um, old, uh, well, not my old, I, I was in junior high at the time, so my junior high school... And my junior high school had, like, this big field in the back of the school where, like, we had football practice and, like, other, other kind of sports, like, track especially. Cause it was, like, it's really, really long field. So, like, this helicopter starts descending, you know, at some point, you know, down the field. it's got Rhea Pearlman is in it. I think she was the one flying the helicopter. And then Danny DeVito is with the machine gun. And he starts <laughs> shooting at me for some reason. And then I kept dodging all of the bullets and somehow made it out alive. But yeah, that was my dream. I think the only dream I've ever had with Rhea
0: Perlman and or Danny DeVito. And well, they that, were trying to kill me. That's good, because I was kind of worried when we started this that it was going to be some kind of weird sex dream with uh, Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito.
1: No. <laughs> no, not not nothing like that. But I did have a dream once. <clears throat> Speaking of dreams, I think I mentioned this once before in another episode, where... Um, the guy who played Norm from Cheers. Um,
0: yeah. Who does okay. make a guest appearance in one of these, up ep- one of the episodes of yeah. Kirsten. Wow. Okay. Well, there yeah. we go. Um, <clears throat> so, um, George went. Yeah. Yeah.
1: George went. And it was like, it was like current George went at the time. Like not, not like when he was the age he was in Cheers. Um, yeah. And uh, so for some reason, he, we, <laughs> we, I have no idea why we were both watching like TV together, but we were both laying in like a really big, like king size bed. And then like, out of nowhere, we just get into this like extreme screaming fight with each other. Like, I don't even know what it was, but I'm like, fuck you, you piece of shit. And
0: it was just like, I of nowhere, like, and then I woke up and it was like, it was bizarre. Um, so you got in a little couple's quarrel with, uh, George uh, went. No, sorry. I don't
1: even really think we were in a couple. I think it was just
0: we just happened to be watching TV
1: in a bed for some reason, and then we just got in. I mean, no, like, couples quarrels are one thing. Like, we, like we were like about to like murder each other over you know what argument. Like, because it wasn't even an argument. Usually, an argument starts with something and then builds up over time. This was literally like we just turned to each other and started screaming. Like, I, I got weird dreams. I think you know, part of, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that I'm mentally ill to some extent because I don't think, like, regular people just have dreams like that. Oh, I uh,
0: do. I do. Okay, well, there yeah. you go. And I'm not regular either, so it's okay. I don't think anybody well, is a normal person, so it's okay. Um, not really. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 had, I had dreams when I was in grade school that Will Smith was my best friend. Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then... I I had a dream the other day that, uh, that aliens came and abducted my niece and then I had to adopt my great niece. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so those happen, you know, (laughs) and, and, and then I had to show the, I had to show the authorities who had my great niece, like some kind of papers to prove who I was. And then my, my state ID was, uh, expired. So they didn't believe me. And then, um. Oh, shit. Yeah, so. Yeah, I had to try to fight, and then I grabbed my great niece and just ran away with her. <laughs> and I don't know what happened to my niece. I think she just. is living with aliens now in the dream world. Um, but, anyways. <laughs> anything else here before we wrap things up, Matt? Nope. Okay. And my, my opinion, too, by the way, is nobody should watch Kirstie. Ever. Yeah. Maybe this was a premonition. Maybe you and maybe you and George Went were fighting about the fact that Kirsty existed. <clears throat> Not the person, <throat> but the TV show. That could be it,
1: actually. <laughs> um
0: You were watching the episode he guest starred on, and um he was just really mad that you were watching it. And preferred that you watched an old episode of Cheers or his performance in Granddaddy Daycare. that's my theory on it um anyways folks uh if you could please go to apple podcast give us a review i don't care if it's good i don't care if it's bad just give us a review i appreciate it and also um check out all2real2.com we've got a lot of links there so you can check out our our you know patreon our Links to all the different places you can listen to the show. Um, Our YouTube, our twits and our books, and our grams. Mm -hmm. And um, also, you know, just, you know, be good to each other, people. You know, I mean, be as kind... To your friends and family as TV land was to Rhea Perlman, Michael Richards, and especially Kirstie Alley.
1: Yeah. Do it.
0: If your friends are has-beens, you know, give them their own sitcom. If you have that ability.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know what? Wear a mask. If you still have mm. to. And, uh, if the guy that knocked up Maddie on this TV show would have worn a condom, there would have been no Arlo. So wear one. Mm -hmm. And you won't have a random kid come to your door 26 years later, expecting you to be (laughs) friends with him. And your life will be better for it. Wait, no. (laughs) If you want to have kids, go ahead. I don't care. Kids are great. Right, Matt? I need to go to bed. (laughs) Until next time, folks. Bye bye
2: Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast. A Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.